The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Matthew 13, verse 33. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, please give me your grace to bring out the truth of your word with clarity and usefulness for your beloved people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As um, most of you know, I am crazy about bread. (laughs) Specifically, leavened breads, or as we call them these days, sourdough. I've been breaking bread since college and sourdough for the last six years, and I've become an avid student of the effects of yeast and lactobacilli, which is the uh, symbiotic combination that thrives in a sourdough starter, uh, and uh, as the ancients called it, leaven. This is actually a sermon with a visual aid. There it is. Leaven. Leaven is amazing. And happily for me, there is one Sunday every three years where this niche knowledge is very useful for bringing out the details of God's Word. So I want to talk about sourdough as a means of making the letter of the parable more clear, and then from the clarified letter to interpret the spirit of this parable for us today. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. So, leaven. Leaven is made from flour and water that is received from the air, the microorganisms that are actually just ubiquitous. They just live in the air. Right now in this room, there's yeast and lactobacilli just floating around. But when you catch it in flour and water, it colonizes and inhabits, and then you get millions and millions of these things living in a a dense environment. And if we think of the flour as humanity and the microorganisms of the air as divinity, this is not a bad picture of the union of Christ's natures, right? Human and divine, together, right? And in the Chalcedonian definition, the Athanasian Creed, which we say a couple Sundays a year, that big, long, epic creed, takes such pains to say they are distinct, humanity and divinity. They never get blurred, but yet they're totally unified, much as we would see yeast and flour in a leaven. If you take just plain old flour and water, and maybe some of you have tried this, if you've ever tried to make crackers, uh, and you bake it, it's just dry and kind of yucky. Um, If you don't bake it 100% dry, it's going to go moldy in like three or four days. Um, Unleavened bread is not yummy. (laughs) But if you take flour and water and you add leaven, you let it sit for a day and then bake it, the bread is airy, hopefully, um, and tastes delicious. And also it develops then an acidic profile, which allows it to be preserved for up to two weeks. So 11 has a preservative quality. So let me make this metaphor a little bit more plain. Leaven makes dough rise up. Leaven makes it good to the taste. Leaven keeps it, it, gives it a preservative quality. Leaven's actually really sanitary as well. It, It eats most every other microorganism, bacterias and funguses and whatever. It's a very clean, clean thing. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus tells us, is like leaven. The kingdom of heaven, just to unpack that, meaning the present reign of Christ Jesus our King on this side of his resurrection. That's the kingdom of heaven. 
So what's the spiritual meaning of this parable? What's the interpretation? Um, well, corresponding to the three measures, which I didn't realize till this Sunday, is a very large... She's baking... The woman in the parable was baking bread um, for the, that whole corner of the town that morning. It's about 10 gallons of flour. So that's a big... That's, if you have a big batch bread, that's a lot of bread. Corresponding to the three measures, I want to measure out three different interpretations. Not as, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe this, but because the scripture speaks to multiple levels at all times, personally, corporately. So to bring out the three levels of this interpretation, what it means for scripture and ourselves and society. So you could liken this parable to the scriptures, and I mean that in the sense that Jesus used the word the Old Testament, which semi-coincidentally has three parts, law, prophets, writings. Read apart from Christ, the Old Testament it's kind of like a cracker. I mean, you can eat it, but it's not very yummy. But read in light of Christ, who unifies the whole, who we see in reality was actually hidden in types and figures throughout the Old Testament. The Old Testament becomes delicious and savory, which is why we're taking years and years and years reading through it slowly on Sunday nights, which is going to resume again in two more weeks, two or three. Let me double check that. I should have checked that this week. Um, because it's savory in light of Christ. Christ is the leaven who brings up and raises up the spiritual insights of the Old Testament. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven as it comes to ourselves, which the Bible also describes as being made of three parts, right? body, soul, and spirit. Now that Christ really lives in us through his indwelling spirit, we are being leavened, transformed into the likeness of Christ, right? The rest of the dough takes on the characteristic of the leaven. Being raised up, becoming an increasingly pleasant aroma to God because of Christ and being preserved for everlasting life because of Christ. Christ Jesus is hidden in us. We can't see him. You can't see by looking at just a batch of dough if leaven is in it or not. You just have to watch for the effects. What a great picture of our own experience of living in Christ. We don't see Christ in us, but we see the effects of Christ in us. Oh, my conscience just checked me on that thing that I've been falling into for months now. Thank you, Lord God. Right? Oh, I, I just did something kind of loving, but I'm not a very loving person. But Christ is love. You know, it's almost like this divine secret that he reveals in act. We know his presence from his effects. <clears throat> um, and this is one additional leaven insight that is salient, as those of you who come to bread class tomorrow night uh, at 7 o'clock at my house will we'll learn, if you don't know, is that if you chill leaven, it stops working. You actually can slow down the metabolic effects of the yeast and the lactobacilli so that the fermentation process grinds to a halt and it's not really leavening. It's like it goes dormant. And I want to suggest from that an extension of the parable for interpretation, which is don't chill the leaven. Don't chill the leaven. Christ is in you. We have the terrible liberty that we can chill the leaven, right? When we stop praying, stop relating to the Heavenly Father who we have a relationship with purchased by the blood of Christ. When we willfully choose sin and don't repent of it, we're chilling the leaven. We're not eradicating Christ. We're slowing down the sanctifying effect of his presence. 
When we step out of the warm light of God's presence, we chill the leaven. As long as we are staying spiritually warm, chiefly through prayer, the leaven is working. Christ is working in you. Therefore, as we go about our lives, just our day-to-day existence, and here we come to the third level of interpretation, you Christians, we Christians, are leavening the society in which we participate. Christ is hid in us, and we are hid in society. Right? A security camera at the mall doesn't, you can't distinguish who's a Christian and who's not, just from, the, from looking. We're a hidden asset. But the presence of Christians is leavening the whole. Every time, every time, you follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit and conscience and obey Christ's command with his power, even just in the realm of thought, even if it doesn't manifest in some particular deed, you're actually bringing a little bit more of Christ-obedient goodness into the world and little by little actually changing society. Society doesn't really change by marches and yelling things. It changes by obeying Christ and leavening society. And the cumulative effect of this, every little day-to-day obedience, the cumulative effect of many Christians seeking to obey Christ each day is a massive shift in culture. In classical pre-Christian times, think Roman Empire, the poor and anyone who had a physical disability were scorned. But Christians cared for them because God tells us that all people are made in his image, not just the healthy and virile. Christians cared for them as acts of charity, as acts of obedience to Christ, with great patience for the burden of long care, which long care is. And now hospitals are a thing. Hospitals weren't a thing before Christians started caring for the sick, and now they're a thing. Christians did that. The leaven did that to society. And if you want to... um, trace a dozen more ways in which individual acts of obedience and faithfulness to Christ have leavened society. Um, I recommend a book called Dominion by Tom Holland, which just traces through all these different things that Christians have done. Philosophers didn't do, political activists didn't do. Christians, leavening society, have transformed. And in all these things, through us, in us, it is Christ himself and his kingdom which is doing the leavening. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. Amen.